This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sky Blues Extra podcast in association with the Sky Blue Tavern. Wardy here to guide you through this evening and please be joined by Dave. Evening. Evening, mate. And we've also got Dino here. How are you doing, chaps? How is it going? All good here. Although, I, well, I'm going to start with this. This is going to sound so bloody pretentious, right? But... My cafetiere broke this morning. Oh, God. So it's been a tough day, caffeine-wise. Um, I've had a little look at the club shop. There's no branded cafetieres available, so I can't use my £5 voucher on those, unfortunately. <laughs> so probably just have to get some screen wash or something. Although, I was say, you'll have to really, wait for your car to freeze over. <laughs> I can't really drink that. Although, you know, if we concede in the 95th minute on a, on Monday to knock us out the playoff picture, maybe I will drink the screen wash. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Real, real first world problems in the Atkinson uh, household today. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, exciting times, chaps. Um, three points clear inside the playoffs with one game to play. I'm not sure if if anyone thought thought that would be the case at this stage. Thinking back to our, our predictions in the Tavern Dean, was anyone well, genuinely thinking that? I generally said fifth place. And we're yeah. in fifth. You said sixth. So yeah, there you we're, go. we're looking good. And that was on the basis that we didn't even know about the pitch issues. You know, we thought transfers were still coming in at the time, not transfers going out. Like we didn't expect to lose high on. So that was all on the basis of everything looking hunky-dory at the start of the season. And then to go through what we've been through and to be in this position at the 45th game, unbelievable, isn't it? It's just unbelievable is the only word you can use to describe it. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely mad. We've we've made a charge at the right time, haven't we, Dave? Yeah, I think so. Um, we had that that sort of blip, didn't we, around the World Cup, and before that, we were just unstoppable. And it feels like now we've gone back on a similar run to to what we were doing there. Um, it, it's it's the right time to do it. 
the other teams are, are having their sort of nightmare patches now. Um, Blackburn, Millwall. You know, I know they picked up a result recently, but you know they've they've had had some really poor results recently. So, yeah, everything's worked out really really well for us, um, as well as holding our own. And and all you can do is ask them to get three points or, you know, keep keep themselves in it. And they did that at Blackburn, and uh, even with a draw, I think a lot of people were sort of writing us off and thinking it still could be tough. But here we are, one game to go. Winner takes all. Not quite, yeah. but we it's kind of new do. territory as well, isn't it? I know we've been in the playoff picture of League Two and League One. You know, we attempted to go for it that first season, but I don't really know how to feel about it. This is different, isn't it? The Championship is a different beast to every other league in the world, really. Never mind yeah. the Premier League. You know? I think a lot of our fan base are on the basis that this we won't get this opportunity again next season. Um, but there's also a large proportion of people that think we're building and we're improving every season and we could start to, you know, put ourselves in that playoff picture every every year. Doug King, obviously, with transfers and what he sort of spoke about is said that he thinks that if we can knock on the door in the next three years, we've got a chance of, of going up through one of them, right, is what he kind mm. of said. So the clubs sort of see this but i'm i'm i agree i'm i'm a bit with the the other the other guys where it does feel a little bit like we've had a charge at the right time it's a season that hasn't really gone right things have really just fell into place but there's some tricky tricky ties in that in that you know in that group of four you have to yeah. take the chances when they arise don't you because yeah. you just never know what's going to happen in the future exactly. so take the chance now when it's here and for me, I like—I don't know how to feel about this whole situation. I'm not nervous. I'm not anxious. I just feel like it's stupid. This, but I just feel incredibly good calm. Yeah. Like we've got we haven't got like much to lose, have we? Really? Uh, no, I feel, feel like I need to speak to someone because I don't think it's normal to feel calm being a conference. I think you know. I think Borough fans and and you know Borough as a team, they they really do see this. Luton also, obviously, you know, being. Um, stopped at the final hurdle last season, wasn't it? So they've got much more to lose than than us in this this scenario. I just think it's a shame that you don't get too much more reward for finishing higher up the table. That is a shame. You know, like Sheffield and I got a trophy for second place. Yeah. <laughs> did you see that? How yeah. could you celebrate that? By the oh, way, no. that's that's just wrong, isn't it's a bit it? Naff, isn't it? Oh, it's so Tim Pop. We'd take Jeff it though, wouldn't we? A little trophy for second. You would. You, you'd be <laughs> right on the pitch, wouldn't you? You'd be straight in there. But, you know, it's a shame that, you know, you look at the table and you're like, oh, finishing above like the likes of Norwich and West Brom, et cetera. It's a huge And huge, actually, if we don't make it, it's like, well, it's obviously not a level playing field. They'll be way ahead of us in terms of budgets, but we don't get any extra kind of cash or any, you know, sort of reward for for doing that, which is the shame. It comes, like, it comes down to the players and agents when in the summer, doesn't it? That's yeah. where it sort of comes into its own. Yeah, because agree. They'll yeah. see us we're having play. another go next year. You yeah. know, we were close, but not quite. But we're having another Absolutely. go next year, and this is the place to be for it. Is the conversation that a lot of them players will be having, right? Especially this for time sure. of the season, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, like for us as a fan base, like I think it's like a mentality thing. Like I'm so confident in the team at the moment and the way we're going about our business and both on and off the pitch. And I think that sort of confidence is sort of eked its way into me. Does that, does that sound, sound Absolutely. right? I think everyone feels so much more positive and anything feels possible, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. You, men- you mentioned that international break, Dave. All we've asked since that international break was 
when things started to turn in our favour, if we got ourselves into this position, let's not do it where we have to rely on other teams. Let's be the makers of our own destiny. And after 45 games, we're there. Like, it's all down to us on, on Monday. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice position to be in. Obviously, re- results have been going our way the last sort of couple of weeks. Uh, I think only only one or two results really didn't go our way. Um, Blackburn, obviously, drawing with Luton is, was an interesting one. Um, you know, it gives them something to play for, which is good, but it, they can't catch us. So, Dave, that obviously was a, was a good result for us as well. Yeah, I think, you know, I I don't know. I've I've worked out so many different permutations that I've become confused myself of what we actually Carol, need. Like Carol Vorderman, you, your maths. More of a Rachel Riley fan. Um, but <laughs> You're so new school. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, you know, we've... It, it just, for me, it feels like that result was was right um blackburn now take on millwall they need you know they either of them need something now um which makes that game more than likely to be a draw i think um i suppose we've only got a few other little worries elsewhere but you know you look at sunderland very unlucky with that 95th um equalizer cross cross. (laughs) yeah i heard him call back stick didn't you yeah (laughs) yeah make the run and then the Norwich game with West Brom, obviously, you know, that was all going so well until Jed Wallace and his his mates ruined the party. But they've all gone pretty close in those games. And I think that we've just seen so many draws. You know, there's there's, there's going to be more. Luton, Blackburn, draw. You know, there's going to be more of them. So, yeah, we're definitely in the driving seat and we just need one more, don't we? One more draw, one more win. And that's yeah. it. Very, very much in our hands. Um, obviously, the end of season awards took place as well on Sunday. I think you mentioned Dean. A little bit strange to, to have it before the end of the season. I'm not having it, Tom. Um, I'm you not know, who used to say there won't be a screamer that goes in on on Monday? But uh, but you know, highlights of that obviously Gus Hamer winning Player of the Season. I think it was probably between him and Vic, really, wasn't it in the end? And Callum Doyle um, winning the Young Player of the Season. Dean ver- both very well deserved those those two. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, the Player of the Season could have easily been a split between Vic and Gus. I think they've both been excellent in their own rights, um, really. And at different stages of the season as well, I think you'd look at Hamer over the last 10, 12 games has been unbelievable. How he hasn't made the the team of the season is still beyond me. And Callum Doyle, I mean, the kid has got everything, hasn't he? He really has. And he is destined for for bigger things than, unfortunately, Coventry City. Um if we go up next year, you know, the chances are he comes back to us on loan from, from Man City because they'll probably want him to play at a higher level um, than he is this season. So, yeah, fully deserved. Um, the big one for me was the goal of the season. I think, like, we scored three goals better than that all year. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure how, yeah, I, how we've won that one. I still think the Huddersfield one was the best one, which yeah. wasn't even in the, in the running. Yeah, there's that. And then, I personally, I went for Vic's goal against Millwall. I just thought that was an unbelievable effort. Very cool. And then the one against Wigan, it's just like, there's so many better goals than the one that won it. It's, I'm not saying it was undeserved because it was a good goal, but I just think there was better better options. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what the results were. I imagine it would have been quite sort of split over a few goals. Wilson not even in the running. I mean, because that says everything. But like you said at the start of this little piece, we've still got a game to go, potentially four more games to go. 
I'm not sure how we can give a goal of the season out. Let's say we score a 30 yard screamer at Wembley to, to get promoted. That automatically wins goal of the season. What's Gus going to give it back unless he scores it himself? Because statistically, go- though, the, the awards don't they after that last home game of the season obviously makes logistically the most sense, right? So oh, that's it. get out of here with all your business management and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Rubbish. But it looked a great evening. Um, you know, like I, I agree with, with you all really, you know, deserved Gus. Um, we say it on the pod every single week, didn't we? Everything that was good about this game, this performance came through him. We tend to say that most weeks and, you know, he's got his his um, reward there. Let's look back at the Birmingham game. Um, obviously, 30,000 packed into the CBS. Um, unbelievable atmosphere sort of building up to it, Dave. I know you sort of got there a little bit late trains obviously being a nightmare as usual but you got there in the end um and it it, it felt like a cup final sort of atmosphere didn't it in the concourse beforehand name a better yeah, combination of dave and being late to things <laughs> <laughs> yeah well this this was unavoidable um like i say the great british railway uh but we won't go on about that. We'll go so on about one last one last rant about the railways for the season. You is it? that or is it the new show being hosted by Barry Berry? <laughs> But the atmosphere was incredible. It did feel like, you know, I just felt like it's a final of some sort. You had people on shoulders. There was a flare in the concourse, um, which I'm sure Doug King would have enjoyed. Um, just, yeah, the atmosphere was was carnival, really. Um, and, I, and, I, and I suppose we were fortunate that all, all nerves were eased, you know, fairly, fairly early on because we've been in those situations so many times where it gets a bit, that nothing's really happening and then this sort of crowd starts to get a little bit nervous I guess and that sort of goes on to the pitch but the atmosphere before the game was unbelievable I thought that you know got to give kudos to the um, you know stewards and the just the, the management you know ticket management and all of that where they opened different doors they had more people on to scan tickets we've been outside the, the CBS number of times usually midweek as well when there's been bad traffic takes 15 minutes to get in you're missing the first five minutes of the game it's a nightmare so when they do something right i think you've got to you know take your hat off to them to that they got it really well organized i think at the um at at the weekend i suppose there's a sense of what it could be like week in week out right absolutely if if we were in the premier league i'm not saying it's going to be that sort of carnival carnival type atmosphere especially on a dull day weather wise but that's really what it could be like inside the stadium and it came through so well over I follow. I yeah. I couldn't go to the game because of work, but it was um it was absolutely tremendous. Like it was so loud the microphones actually broke. Like it was, everything was distorted. Yeah. So um yeah it goes to show and, and I think Jake Bidwell mentioned it about the first goal his ears was were ringing for another 10 minutes after it was that loud. Mm. So um yeah it was it all intents and purposes looked like a brilliant day atmosphere wise yeah yeah it was class atmosphere and I thought everyone sort of got behind the team in the right way as well so now when we, we played Stoke we played Stoke at home and that was another big crowd um where actually there was a lot of frustration in the crowd and people were actually getting on the players backs in the first half but there was absolutely none of that on on Saturday what's the bed all. that idea that we can't play in front of a big crowd mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's ever been the case. I, I actually think we turn up in big games. 
you know, yeah. crowd re- re- regards to the cloud. I think we 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 turn up in big games and and, and we did again. But th- th- I think that's why a lot of people aren't as nervous. We we've spoke about this. We feel really calm because we do that. They, they do turn it on for uh, big fixtures. I think it's a bit of a myth that big crowd thing. To be honest, yeah, oh, it is hundred percent. Yeah, I think we're just scarred by like one or two times it's happened. You know, the West yeah. Brom's in the FA Cup. That yeah, and everyone yeah. remembers the the crowds of of yesteryear right at the cbs when it was around the sort of 15 16 17 000. these i know it has been a decent average gate for the last couple of seasons but it's still probably still quite new isn't it to us of, of having that that amount of fans but realistically this season we've had you know a good 24 22 23k every week haven't we um so i, I yeah I, I agree yeah and there's no bigger pressure cooker than the home of football and we've had 40,000 there twice in the past five years and we've performed there. I know it's a one-off occasion, et cetera, but those, you know, the crowds being behind you really does, you know, spur you on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully another one to come, Dean, as well. Oh, I'll be there. <laughs> Might have to go into a box, though. I'm going to have to tee somebody up from work <laughs> yeah. since we've got a box. Get on the prawn sandwiches. Um. Team lineup for Saturday, obviously Fads, Norton, Cuffy, and Bidwell back in. Um, obviously, we you know chatted a bit on the last pod about the, the team and how there might be a few changes for this one. So, no huge surprises there, Dean, in terms of the changes Robin's made. No, and I think we we mentioned Fads being out the week before against Reading for the because of the more pacey attack, and he was going to be needed against Djukovic's you know presence, um, which showed. I mean, Fads had a fantastic game, one of his best games this season. I thought. Uh, back into the team. Norton Coffee, I mean, Dabo's been poor, so that's that's a simple swap. And then Bidwell as a defensive option against Chong or Hannibal, depending on what Birmingham played. Uh, yeah, absolutely right from, from Mark Robbins. Kudos to uh, to him for that selection. And Dave, a lot of the talk sort of before the game was about, you know, having a, a fast start, you know, to obviously feed off the crowd, get an early goal, and that would really sort of, you know, set the place on fire, so to speak. And we did it. We we got that early goal, brilliant work from from Vic down the left, and a perfectly placed pass into the box, and it was just easy from there. Cool slots at home, and the whole place erupts. Great start. Yeah, we've started a lot of games fast this season, but we've not always been able to get that goal, and it sort of drags to a fifteen minute period. Not this weekend. Brilliant break down the left hand side. Uh, Victor Jokeres, when he runs at people, we just terrifies them. They back off. They don't know what to do. He created that, you know, and he dragged two more defenders to come out to try and deal with him to stop a potential shot, but he's crossed it and, and Eccles, you know, perfect position. Great, you know, to keep the ball down as well. You know, I know it was just a, a sort of instinctive side foot, but some players would have sort of, you know, thrashed at that, but he didn't, kept his cool. Um, great finish and... Yeah, absolutely electric atmosphere, wasn't it? From there, it was just deafening, and it really set the the tone and the tempo. I think for the rest of the game, that anticipation from Vic, wasn't it? But getting the bouncing ball and moving with it quickly, he was from the ball hitting his head to being in the penalty box. It was like seven seconds, rapid. It was just yeah, it was unbelievable. And like you say, when when he runs at people, they are scared. Yeah, and they were playing catch-up. You know, any players coming onto the ball then, which Eccles was obviously in the right place at the right time, but any of the other players coming on could have could have had a chance. You know, they're all sort of scrapping to get back. And yeah, everyone else had the ball in front of them, didn't they? Great. I thought, I thought great it was great for, for Eccles as well to get that first goal. 
in front of that crowd. You know, yeah. he, he actually talked about it in the pre-match chat as well, which I thought was quite nice saying about what would it feel like to score your first goal? And, and he did it. It was just like the stars really are aligning everywhere. Guys. It's, it's happening. Yeah, it must be an unbelievable feeling for him, having come up through the academy as a cough fan and then to score in such a big game, our biggest league crowd ever at the ground. I mean, that is quite literally what dreams are made of, isn't it? It was quite nice of Jack Burrow's tweet. It's like he never celebrated a goal as much as that. And obviously yeah. them two have grown up together, really good friends, maybe best friends. But yeah, it's just it was just the icing on on, a, on the cake early, early doors really in that game for, for him yeah. to score in that game. Yeah, and obviously double figures for, uh, for Vic in terms of goals and assists. Um, Dean, it's got to be a while since a uh, Sky Blues player's done that. I don't think it has happened, has it? I can't. I honestly can't remember. I, I know McNulty if you've never got assists. Yeah, I can't think really of anyone in particular. No, I, it's probably you'd have to go back a long time, eight eighties maybe. Did they even mm. record assists in that at that time? <laughs> I don't know. Jim Brown would know. Yeah, let's get Jim on the blower. Get the archives. Out. I don't think it has happened, but that's great. I mean, we all talk about. Goals obviously are the pinnacle for a striker, but if you can chip in some assists as well to get to double figures, it means goals have been spread across the team. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's all we can ask for. Yeah. And Dave, another great bit of Clive commentary for the goal as well to add to the collection. Feels like it's been a few this season. Yeah, it's Clive gets stick, doesn't he? He gets We've a lot been of been very harsh on him over the years. And and that, yeah, but everyone has been very harsh on him. And Look, that's just because he gets a few names wrong. Well, not a few, but he gets a lot of names wrong. But, so he's obviously reading it from a team sheet from 2012 or something like that, isn't he? Still, it's weird. It, it, but but it's, at the same time, you know, um, it's a difficult it's a difficult um, job to do. It's happening so quick. Like you said, there, Dean, seven seconds between Jokeres, um getting in the box. Things are happening really quickly. And it's a job for commentators from where they are to be able to see always what's going on, I guess. But in the big moments, you've got to say he gets it right. And, you know, we have a few of of those um, commentary moments, obviously, when we introduced the show. Um, and this one, you know, could easily join it because it was just, yeah, everything was about it was great. Um, so we can forgive him for having to speak to Barry from Bedworth and, you know, <laughs> and, and getting the odd name wrong, because if, if it means that he creates some absolutely memorable commentary like that, then yeah, I'm, I'm all for Clive, you know, renewing his, his, uh, his, his microphone for the next at least five seasons. Can he join the intro to the pod? You bet he can. <laughs> Dave's going to add that in. Dave's giving himself a job over the summer anyway. Yeah, that's that the intro coming in. There you yeah. go. I, you, you know heard what it I, first. Do you know what I look forward to after the game? I I don't like listening back to the 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 phoning part. I hate the callers. They're 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 all stupid, really. But I like the snippets at the end, like replaying the commentary before oh, it goes yeah. into the next program. That gives me a little bit more of a buzz after yeah. the after the game, and. You know, credit to him and to Oggy as well. I think actually Clive's come more into his own with Oggy alongside yeah. of him. Oggy's really good, isn't he, on it? Yeah, there's, there's a great partnership there. It's like Stadler and Wardorf from the Muppets, isn't it? Like, <laughs> they're just they're just so good together. Um, and yeah, it's been great this season. But that only comes with the team playing well, you know. Absolutely. And, and good goals. And giving and people something to get excited for, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think he's uh, becoming an Henri Cov, Cov fan. Um, yeah. Mr. Mr. Eakin. And then going back to the game, obviously that first half, um, 
not not a huge amount really happened after that. I didn't think Birmingham offered a whole whole lot, Dean. Um, and I thought we were quite effective. Again, the midfield has, has been talked about on the pod with Kelly in there. He looked again really comfortable, didn't he, with uh, with Hamer and Eccles alongside him. I mean, what a story this could be for Liam Kelly. From League Two to the Premier League. I mean, oh, it's just unbelievable. And we spoke last week and I, I said maybe he is the influence we need at this stage of the season with these really tricky games coming up where he's just got that knowledge, that nous of how to protect games, how to protect the midfield. Maybe he is the perfect person to be in there at the moment. And maybe the Ben Sheaf injury is a bit of a blessing in disguise. You know, Sheaf's carried us a lot this year. Maybe him going out the team may, might just be what we needed to get a steady old head one. in there. It's a really it's a really good point, actually. I, I hadn't thought about it like that. Like having someone who's won the playoffs with Coventry, you know. I mean, I remember when we won the League Two playoffs and Michael Doyle you know, was sort of telling the young lads about, you know, how to hydrate before the game because it's going to be hot and all these little... Loads of salt silly, water. But, <laughs> do you know, yeah, exactly. But do you know what I mean, though? But like, yeah. if, you're, if you haven't played at Wembley before and you don't know what, you know, you don't know what it's about, then you need those older heads around you. And Kelly's done it with with our team. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. That's I think he's huge, the perfect the, the perfect man to, in the, at the time. It's all about timing. And I think it's, it's, it's all, it's all coming to the forefront it really is everything's sort of slotting into place you know there are, there's talk of um chief being back but would he get into the team at the moment you know Eccles had a good game as well it's just it's just one of those things maybe it's just horses for courses and and it's Liam Kelly's time yeah but great, great to have him around anyway and great to have the option if he did want to play chief and to bring Kelly on to shore things up yeah you know. yeah you can change things with that you know you can make a, a real tight Midfield. You could have all, all four of them in there with Hamer as well and Eccles and Sheaf and, and Kelly if you really want to see a game out. It's yeah, could be a really boring there. second half. At it could be a really <laughs> could be a really boring two legs. But if we win one nil, who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, I, well, exactly. I honestly couldn't care less how we play over the next couple of games. Couldn't give a right. shit. If we get to Wembley in a one-off game, I take us over anybody in this league in a one-off game. Yeah. Including the Burnleys. Yeah. Agree, 100% agree with you. Um, Dave, we obviously got the penalty before half time. Um, did, we don't think we saw it coming, did we, from where we were sitting? We were quite no, close to it as well. Pretty Didn't much, it, very, but... yeah, pretty much right on it. And I just, I kind of just bumbled his way through, didn't it? And it's obviously hit an arm. Um, which it looked like it did on on the replay, but yeah. even so, just, you know, one of those strange ones, the refs sort of, yeah, point straight to the spot, but we'll take it all day long. Yeah. Linson had a pretty decent game, I feel, from the majority of it. Um, and he got this one right, uh, much to annoyance of Blues fans and the joy of Coventry fans. What did you By make the way, of the... Is there any better compliment than the away fans singing, where were you when you were shit? <laughs> yes. I mean, Brilliant. how amazing is it? It's like how far we've come. We yeah. are feared in this league. It's unbelievable. The, the turnaround in that, it's just mad. Like From Birmingham as that. well. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's, it's mental. It's, it's mental. I can't see we'd ever, it. ever do that the other way around, giving them the credit. Madness, that. Madness. Yeah. Just makes me smile, really. Yeah. No, that was that was class to hear, to be fair. Um, Dave, what did you make of the uh, penalty situation in terms of the taker? Obviously, it's a bit it. of a squabble. Hated it. Yeah. Really didn't like it. Hated to see it. I've said, who knows, eh? I don't know. Um, but I hated to see the week before that Jokerez a little bit was playing for himself a little bit and 
this added like another air of that where he was going to take it. But interestingly, um, when you interview Jokeres, right, around this situation, he bluntly said what, what he would do. Um, and he kind of lived that out, right? When you're at the tavern, he kind of lived that out this weekend. Um, but I felt it's it must be set before, must be set. I set my penalty takers on championship manager and football manager. So I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't, I don't think it is, Dave, supposedly. I'm, I'm gobsmacked. I think someone asked Mark Robbins and he said that it's whoever feels... God, I'm sure he said earlier in the season it was Godden was set. Exactly. Didn't we have a, didn't we have because a we had one that he year? missed one in Shep. Yeah. Was it? Sheffield United he, away. Sheffield United, but was Gordon on the pitch? I'm not sure. I don't think he was. But it was the, was it last season, Barnsley? Yeah. And he did the same? Dockeris took ahead of Waghorn. Yes. And Waghorn and somehow got stick for not taking the <laughs> Sorry, who is he again? <laughs> so, look, I, I, I cannot believe that it's not set. I also can't believe that it's not Gordon because I feel like his uh, penalty ratio from from what I can remember is much better than than Jokeres's, at least by two. Um I'm not sure how many Gordon's missed. Um also what Dave failed to say about his champ manager exploits is that he's edited himself into the team and he takes the penalties. <laughs> but 100%. it's 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 crazy. And then to see a squabble at this stage of the season go on is is really, really odd. Gordon, absolute true professional. You could see once the ball went in, he was like, I don't care, get on with it get over it but Fad did have something to say yeah as did Liam Kelly as did Bidwell who pushed Godden towards during that melee and turned around and ran back to left back without celebrating which on such a an amazing day and an occasion and to settle what was probably the the the, the final go- you know the gate the, the the goal that took us to the to, to win that game just felt like a bit of a raw moment for that moment. You just felt that maybe they're not completely together and maybe that, but that the other thing we have to remember is these players are fierce competitors and they are very, very serious about, you know, their own personal goals and their own performances. And that ego can probably take over sometimes and that you put it away. So I'm glad you said that about fads because I noticed that as well. Um, but that, I mean, that just showed, brilliant leadership and captaincy from him, you know, Bear, Kelly and Bidwell, like you say, they all went to and had a word with Matty Godden after the celebrations to say, like, look, we scored, keep working half the team. Let's win this game for the team, first of all. Yeah. Um, and then and we'll we do with that after. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. And they got, they got the, well, to be fair, he got his head down and started working really hard. Actually, it sort of motivated him to run around the pitch a bit more because, I've I've had a go at Matty Godden the last couple of weeks about not working hard, and I thought he worked a lot harder after that goal. Did you Vic. feel that Jokeres was desperate to set up Godden? There was two in the second half yeah, that he yeah. had that he could have he would have usually took on himself, and it almost felt like he was desperate to set up Godders. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he was trying to get some payback. Maybe he knew he was in the wrong. Yeah, maybe he did. Probably, but I'm, to be honest, I'm sure it's all come out in the wash now. Yeah, and they've dealt with it behind closed doors, and you know that's the end of it. We won. The and when game. we get a penalty against Borough, <laughs> then we go through the situation again. It's just one of those things. Like it's, you have to deal with it on a game by game basis, unless yeah. the coach has said, yeah, you know, and put it in writing or and set it in stone that Godden is the penalty taker or Vic is the penalty taker. Um, I'd rather the management have a say 
on it rather than letting the players decide mm. because then it's on somebody's head if something goes wrong. Exactly. For me, for me, it should be the top goal scorer. I don't know, like, I know Godden is potentially a better penalty taker, but if you're the top goal scorer in a team, I'm sorry, but anyone can dispatch penalty. And if you can't, then work on it because it's anyone a penalty. Anyone can dispatch a penalty. <laughs> anyone. It, any any professional footballer. Have you watched Kick It for a ticket? <laughs> <laughs> Ross was on there the other week. <laughs> Do you know what I mean though? Like, if you're the top goal scorer, you scored what twenty-one goals in the championship. You should be able to put a penalty away. Twelve I yards. Think, I don't yeah. think we're I don't think we're disputing like the top goal scorer could score a penalty. We'll just have it a, as that. Have it have that have that as the rule. So what about the first game of the season? What happens there? <laughs> Oh, who is it that scored against, uh, you know, (laughs) Corona? If we go back back over the first four seasons I was here, I I scored 30 goals and you've only been here two seasons. So let's pro to that. (laughs) I think we're giving them credit that they'll be able to add up on the spot. That's why they need you, Carol Vorderman, to to be out there, helping them out. Dean, what did you make of the the second half? It wasn't sort of the most exciting of, of halves of football, but it just felt like a bit of a, a bit of a party atmosphere, really. Obviously, the crowd were, were very loud and we kind of got the job done, really, hadn't we? I just think it was perfect game management, to be honest. And I haven't seen that a lot of times with Coventry over the years, especially into a 2-0 lead. We just looked so comfortable. We controlled every area of the pitch. We won battles. And, you know, Birmingham are an awkward side. They're a really awkward side. They've got some really good results this season. They're capable of the unexpected. Um, especially with like the likes of Chong and uh, and what's his mate's name again, the mom the fuzzy hair sideshow Bob. Yeah, I, I forgot his name. But he 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 was pretty tricky customer, wasn't he at times? Yeah. Um. So albeit you know, an absolute clown, but yeah, he's an he is a clown. He was a clown the other week. Was it against Luton? Maybe he was. Mm. I can't remember who they played and they got a win. Um. And he was giving it large to to the fans in the eighty eightieth minute. I'm like, that's going to come back and bite you on the ass, mate. But. Against us, I, I just thought we looked so comfortable, Tom. Like, Very organised. Yeah, it was so good. It was yeah. so good. To us, I wasn't like, I wasn't pissed off that we didn't go in and attack them more. Like, no. I just thought we just did everything right. It's that a professional game. approach, isn't it? Save the legs a little bit, get the job done, kill it off. Um, you know, I'd like almost... to see the subs bit used a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know we got eight games, eight, eight or nine days between the two games, but I would have liked to see. You know, the likes of Tyler Walker get some minutes in the legs, etc. Um, I think we had, did we make a sub? Jamie Allen, maybe? Sub. Jamie yeah, Allen, just the one I yeah. think for Eccles, was it? So, yeah, you know, the likes of Maguire, Walker, Panzo, Dabo, Wilson, Esbrand were on the bench as well, weren't they? So, I'd like to see some minutes in those legs, but I can't be too displeased. I thought it was a yeah, fairly professional uh, attitude to the game in that second half. Best chance of that half came to, to Jake Bidwell, Dave. An audacious attempt from him. The Bidwell Carlos. <laughs> audacious, wasn't it, Dave? Yeah, it was it was a lovely little outside of the boot, wasn't it? Um and nearly nearly you know got the keeper working. Um Bidwell's done well. He gets up the pitch, doesn't he? He gets into some um tricky areas for, for the opposing teams. And yeah, he had a he had a go, got an instinctive shot. He's done that a few times this season. Um he probably could have added to his um his tally, really, but has he got one this season? I thought he got one. Yeah, he did get yeah. one, yeah. Yeah. He could have probably added a few more to um, his tally. But yeah, this was a great instinctive strike. And I think it just, if not anything, it shows the confidence that the team is playing with at the moment. Mm. 
an unbelievable scenes at the end of the game. Um, obviously, the players coming over and doing their lap of honour once they got one idiot off the pitch, obviously. Standard every week now. Um, was that a Cov fan? Wow. I mean, fine fan. He came out the home end, but... Because those people tweeting, weren't they? Like, oh, what an idiot. He's got himself banned for a potential Premier League season. It's like, is he really a, a proper fan? I yeah. doubt it. Knows, I really yeah. doubt it. Day tripper. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? I don't know. I, I think it's probably a mix of drink, isn't it? And things possibly, who knows? But it's just madness. The week before was the same, wasn't it? Like the guy, that guy, the week before, right, was two rows ahead of me early in the yeah. game. And I was in the, the north stand. In, on the corner, you know, where they yeah, yeah, normally yeah. have the the um, posters. Yeah. So I was sitting there and he was two rows in front of me and he was acting like a dick then. Like he was, he had a beer and stuff. The stewards were trying to get him away. He had this stupid flag. It was a Confederate flag. Oh, uh, it was him. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then he got carted out of that stand. And then all of a sudden he's in, the, he's in the naughty boys corner. Then he's on the pitch. I'm like, how has he gone from here being kicked out here? To then go into the other side of the ground, like, what's gone on there? I, I don't understand it. The mentality of some people is just, just stupid. Like, that's it. Like, he's done. Like, both of them are done. Like, regardless if they're day trippers or not, that's a five-year, ten-year ban. Simple. That's. You know, I don't think they're. I don't think they're proper fans. I think they're just strange people. To be honest, that have turned up for whatever reason. <laughs> We've got a few of those. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, who knows? But but yeah. Um, Glad the players were able to still come out and obviously celebrate in front of the fans. And yeah, it was it was class, wasn't it, Dave? It was I felt a little bit strange because I think I said to you, like, when you finish kind of mid-table, it's like, you know, cheer the players off, good season, whatever. And then you kind of get you can like move on with it. But it's like, oh, we're kind of celebrating, but we haven't actually achieved anything yet. And it's a, it was quite a weird feeling, I thought, Dave. Yeah, I think although it was it was almost for me, it was nice. You know, obviously they do that every season. It's nothing new, but it was nice to see um, that sort of togetherness. It was nice to see, you know, that's grown so much since the sort of League Two days, isn't it? But as we've gone up through the leagues and as we've got promotions and as we've put in these incredible performances and now Mark Robbins continues to do some amazing work and now, you know, owner-wise, we we look more solid and building for the future. And I think it was it was a chance to just almost enjoy what's happening at the moment with Coventry City rather than the season, if that makes sense. It felt to me like it was just a, you know, a, a chance to enjoy everything that was good around what was was happening. Um and brilliant to see, you know, brilliant to see Doug King on there. Brilliant to see his relationship with Mark Robbins, I think. You know, it definitely feels like he kind of just leaves him to, to do that and we spoke about the pod around Mark Robbins was having to be like you know a political you know correspondent at times to to what was going on in 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 the the news and the world of Coventry City with the owners uh, and he doesn't have to do that anymore and and it just looked like a really good you know relationship that they've got and and that's obviously going to mm. blossom even more and I think that was great to see and just a chance for everyone to to just continue that sort of party atmosphere um, yeah, but yeah, great to great to see such. You know, they they look up for it, don't they? They look proper yeah. up for it. I thought the yeah, all the sort of videos on online after the game with Doug King singing like singing songs in the corporate bit and all that, and obviously on the pitch with Robbins. I think it really like was a huge reminder of like how like much of a breath of fresh air he's been in the club. 
just kills, it just it, it just reminds you to go in, doesn't it yeah, yeah but it, it just reminds you like what's what we've gone through this season and like you know we people who in the ownership didn't even turn up to our games and if they did it was you know once every five years or whatever to a bloke who owns us singing our songs and being on the pitch at the end i mean Again, it's stuff of dreams, really. Yeah, isn't it? it's chalk and cheese, isn't it? And and it, regardless of what happens, this has been a massive turning season, isn't it? This has been this will we'll look back at this season, I think. Um, Agreed. In years to come, and we'll just think, what you know, what a total change, um, stark contrast to where we were, you know, ten months ago or, or whatever it was when we were sort of putting it back. It it's it's incredible to see. Um, and hopefully, you know, it, it can get even better. Obviously, the stadium news as well came out, didn't it, on Friday, Dean, which you know, yeah. we, we didn't mention. But that as well just gives us that kind of, I know, I know we were kind of expecting it to happen, but just gives us that bit of security looking into the future, doesn't it? Yeah, the stability is massive over the five years. And you think that agreement's in place now, and it's an agreement that we are the only team to use that stadium as well. Really important. So with that, you know, in writing, it's so important that. Um, you know, the pitch is going to change during the summer. Fingers crossed we have no issues with that going into next season. Um, yeah, I just think things are looking good. Like it just like like you say, Dave, it's just a, a defining time. Um, and obviously to cap it off with a, a trip to the Premier League would be oh, the icing on the cake of you know the feel-good factor this season so far. It feels very good. You you said about the fan that's maybe not a fan that ran on the pitch, and you think you know, people questioning, but, you know, I used to question myself turning up to the League Two games, but it feels like now you can actually, you it's know, a bit people... Of, a bit of redemption. People know who Coventry City are and people are actually taking more of an interest in, in you know, when what's going on with it because they, you know, we're getting much more media coverage, we're getting much more... Um, and I think, you know, general football fans, you know, bar, you know, Birmingham... Wolves, Leicester, you know, although I have seen some Villa fans saying that they'd love to get, you know, Midlands teams back into the Premiership, all would like to see us, you know, do 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 a job. Let's round off the Birmingham game then uh, with a the man of the match, Dean. I'm going to go with Jake Bidwell. I thought, thought he had a really good game. Um, yeah, solid going forward and, and and defending. I thought he was he was fantastic. So I'm going to go with Jake Bidwell. Dave. Victor Yokres for me, uh, assist and a goal. You know, he, he, he changed the game. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Let's move on and preview the Middlesbrough game on Monday. Um, Absolutely huge game up there, Dave. Uh, But a little bit of a, a strange one, I suppose you could say, in terms of 
how things will, will be set up. Um, the fact that they're already in the playoffs, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, huge journey for a start. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge journey, first and foremost. Is this the hopefully, biggest hopefully game trains since, the last, right. since the last three biggest games we've had? <laughs> <laughs> this is the biggest, biggest game. The biggest, they just biggest, get, biggest. They literally they get don't bigger get much bigger than this until next week. Yeah, when that becomes big. And then after that, it's even bigger for the second leg. I don't know what we're going to do when it's all over, I tell you. We're going to be really bored, aren't we? I'm really I'm actually, relief, I think. I'm already dreading the, the summer period. Like it's gonna be it could be good weird. though, couldn't it? This season. It could. There's gonna be obviously the revolving door is gonna be flying at Wrighton. Um, yeah. regardless of what league we're in. So yeah, yeah I mean yeah. that is exciting in a way, yeah. But yeah, big game, Dave. Um what are you what are you expecting? Do you think they'll make changes? Obviously, this is being hotly debated at the right at the moment. Yeah, I would love to see lots of mini tents on the pitch. Just camp in your yard <laughs> and turn them if you can, put balls in behind, make it difficult for them, um, press them, but do not concede is is what you know I'm sure Mark Robbins would be saying and and I think that's what we need to do. I think we need to be defensive mindedly. I don't I do think we struggle with that. You know, weirdly, even though we've kept 20 clean sheets, I do think we struggle to go with the mentality of being defensive rather than offensive. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely need to get the balance right on, on Monday because we've, everything's in our favour. Other teams are the ones that have got to take risks on yeah. Monday, not us. Yeah, maybe a 15-minute delay to kick off as well would be nice. I was just about to say, can we come to some kind of truce with, with Middlesbrough? You know, we play out a board yeah. draw, which sends Sunderland packing. They they hate them. Sunderland hate us. So, yeah, it's a, a win-win for all parties. And then we, we can delay the kickoff, like you said. Is it late in Orient the other week? Yeah. I'd love to see that, but just Flood for 90 minutes. Yeah. Floodlight failure at three o'clock. Oh, well, that... <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to get that. No, I'll be the, the trains will fail anyway. So we know that. Yeah. So. We'll be we'll be running late anyway. Yeah, hundred so. <laughs> percent. Let's just you know for old time's sake, let's uh, let's delay that kickoff. Let's can you imagine? Like can you imagine what the Sunderland oh, fans would say? Absolute scenes. Yeah. Do you think a game probably is going to go off late? Probably isn't going to be ours. Uh, yeah. To be fair, we game. have kicked off like two or three minutes behind everybody this season so far. Well, Every time all, I've we've also that. had a lot of injury time. We last two games have Ten been minutes, what eight so minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overtime, yeah. Uh, extra time. Sorry, it's not high socky. Retired, but um, <laughs> yeah. I actually right. think it's really interesting to see how Middlesbrough go about this because for them, they they likely know it's going to be us in the playoffs. So, will they want to send a message and go full strength and, and go for the win and say, "Look, start those mind games early on that you you will not beat us here at the Riverside." Or do they do the opposite? Rest a few key players in the knowledge that they think they can do the business over over two legs. It's it's intriguing to see how they go about it. And they're also dealing with injuries and um, I think Carrick isn't happy. Disciplinary. With, yeah, Carrick isn't happy with the way they've they've ended the season. So there's you know there's a few things going on with that Middlesbrough team. I can't see why they would want to give us a practice run against their full strength team. We haven't played there full strength team this season have we because when we played them they were in dire straits like us it was our first one of the season wasn't it so mm. I don't know I can't see why they'd give us that that opportunity I, at the same time they're not going to want to be beaten at home of course 
which is why I think last game of the season, yeah. Which is why I think a one-one draw is probably the perfect result for everyone. Yeah. Um, Like Dave said, other teams have got to go out and get results. You know, the permutations for them are much harder than they are for us. It's pretty simple, really, isn't it? We we avoid avoid defeat. We're guaranteed the playoffs. No, three Mm. points guarantees fifth. One point guarantees either position. No points obviously means we rely on results elsewhere. But, you know, the the key thing is it's in our own hands. Our destiny is in our own hands. And, you know, for me, I've got a message to Mark Robbins. And he's got to go to Middlesbrough and get something. And and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. <laughs> nice. Simple as that. <laughs> I couldn't put it any better than, than the main man, Kevin Keegan, to be honest. Do you, do you think Mark Robbins will care about whether we finish fifth or sixth? Do you think he looks at that of like who will play? Or do you think you just you just go into the next game and play your normal, you know, your normal game? I mean, for me, I'd rather Middlesbrough than Luton. I think just against the likes of Luton, who will try and soak up a little bit of pressure, in the past, we've always seemed to struggle against teams like that. I think mm. Middlesbrough won't play that way. That would be more of an open game. And I think that's where we come into our own, our energy, our cohesion. Um, you think with those balls in the channel to Vic, there'll be more space in that Middlesbrough game than there would be against the likes of Luton. Mm. And also, I've not really looked at it that way, but it's a really good point because when teams come to play, we generally do better, don't we? We struggle to break down these teams that sort of camp and try and hit you on the on the break. Luton are a very difficult side, I think. Yeah, they're difficult that. to break down. And to, we're going to be away in the second leg regardless. Yeah. So for the fans, we're likely to get more than like close to 3,000 from Middlesbrough. We'll be lucky to get 800 fans in against Luton. Agreed. Uh, on, on that is is also, you know, if we want to take a proper you know, a proper travelling support army, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's, yeah, Middlesbrough's the, the the better game, isn't it? They're both really they're both really hard away midweek fixtures, aren't they? Really yeah, hard. Yeah, regardless of where we go, it's really going to be a yeah. difficult game, but they've got the, the differentiation in, in them is that we'll get more fans at Middlesbrough. Yeah. And we can make more of a noise and actually, create more of an atmosphere there. I actually think, Having the home leg first, I don't know. I know it's not supposed to be an advantage, but I actually think if you win the home game, then you I, go I, away. I think for us, weirdly, yeah, yeah, I know it I sounds it weird, us. but I, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to come back home having to do something. I'd rather pressure, it's go out, big packed. game. I, I think the way we play, we could go and try and blow a team away and get a two two goal lead at home, and then literally just defend for our lives. Yeah, again. <laughs> Play for another one one draw. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's all coming around to that four 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 central midfielders. It's gonna happen, I'm telling you. But yeah, Yeah. you're you're right. I you look at the the Notts County game, I think we just went about that in the right way. You know, we got that small lead and then you know we we dominated the game from there. It's just it's a it's about taking your chances when they arise. And if you can do that at home, get some kind of lead going into that second leg. Um, then you know the ball's in your court really because you you can decide how that game goes. You either yeah. defend for your lives or yeah. go on the front foot. Yeah, I always think there's there's more pressure on the teams that finish third and fourth as well. I think like a Luton who didn't get through in the playoffs last year, they'll definitely want to do it this year because how many yeah, chances are you going to get at it? Yeah, Middlesbrough, although they started poorly, have been up there a lot of the season. 
and are but, but are, are clearly not not you know I've not watched all of their games but are clearly not playing the way they were playing um mm. you know I thought they looked really good against Luton but they did concede you know they conceded goals um and then Rotherham you know yes Rotherham needed needed that didn't they to secure it yeah yeah mathematically but still you know you you'd expect them to be able to go away and you know, they they were still having a chance to finish third, which ultimately would mean that they get, I don't know, an easier game in sixth, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you want to go in in good form. I mean, you look. I was looking at the form earlier. They lost two in a row. That's not great, is it, going into it? But, no, people start looking around, don't they? Who's going to yeah. pull us out of this? Who's going to get a goal? Who's going to stand up and be counted? This is the, this is the second time running. Then you go into maybe Monday and it's the third time running. And then if we do get them, they're looking around and going, "What? what's going on? We, You know, you need characters, don't you? And it's not, yeah, you don't want to be losing losing games going into it, I don't think. No. I would on average how many teams in fifth and sixth actually get through to the final more than the, the third and fourth place. I think it's quite high, you know. I'm just think, going back through the yeah. years, looking at teams celebrating. I just remember teams celebrating getting to Wembley at away grounds. Like those, remember Derby? Derby did it. Mm. Just in my like, just in my memory, just I can all I can picture is teams celebrating away from home to get to Wembley. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm yeah. Try like I said, I really out. don't. I don't think it's a disadvantage at all. I think you can take the front foot if you can win your home game. I think, yeah, it puts the onus on the other team, doesn't it? And if they've got to push forward, it's the best thing you can have, really. I think we we look mentally strong at this stage of the season. We've gone to some away games recently and and did the business. So I have no qualms in, of of doing it over over two legs for sure. So so if they didn't know, let's just remind listeners that aren't refreshing Twitter every two minutes um, and are not you know refreshing the score center on Sky Sports on on the app. On Monday we need a draw. Draw draw yeah. does it. One draw. point guarantees a playoff place, 100%. Three points guarantees fifth. Zero points means results elsewhere. And the worry is West Brom, potentially. West, West Brom Big could go us with a win, but they need a huge swing. Five yeah. five goal yeah. swing. So be like and, us. And, and, and then Sunderland two, 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 and Millwall. So if Millwall were to beat... Sunderland's the worry, because Sunderland yeah. could win and we could lose. And it doesn't have to be by, I think, by... Two, more than one it? goal well if and we get beat and one and they score yeah well. exactly yeah. so actually one nil to them and if we lost one nil we put yeah. Sunderland in there that's the worry Millwall could also go above us with a win um, yeah. and if we lose by five goals or more at Middlesbrough Millwall could actually go above us with, with a draw um, and then obviously the Sunderland result but the Sunderland one is the big one where they got to go Preston, Preston. Away. yeah yeah that's I mean that's that's a tricky game um, tricky game but they haven't got anything to play for so it's strange isn't it you apart from pride at home on the on the last game of the season this, these are the this is the thing for me I, I i don't know i haven't looked back but if i was putting an acker on last game of the season i'd always be banking on the teams at home to be winning those games in front of a crowd unless it was you know i don't know burnley or something like that but generally you'd be looking at that thinking most teams you know i actually think a packed out den is going to be a really hard place for Blackpool Blackburn to go on on the last game of the season. I think I do think Mill will win that. I think yeah. Mill will win that. I think we'll sure. end up sixth. I think that's that's where we'll I think finish. Blackburn are really struggling. 
they're in awful form. Yeah, I think Millwall win. We we draw. We end up sixth and play Luton. Yeah, which is not what I want to happen, but I think that's what will happen in my mind. Yeah, I, I don't see Sunderland winning at Preston. I just don't. I don't think Sunderland have been that good recently. They were so so lucky on Saturday to get away with a point there. And I'm just going to go and have a look if there's any of those houses on Zoopla. <laughs> I, I had my head in <laughs> no, my hands. No, do a crowdfund. <laughs> <laughs> I had my head in my hands when that cross went in. I was like, that's like, we all look at the table, obviously, during games and stuff, see how the as it stands table. And I was thinking, this is looking so good. And then for them to get that 95th minute was just a real dagger in the heart. But you, but, mm. but before the game, you decided to draw there. It's fine. Only because oh, of the position. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think actually that was a good result overall that they didn't win the game. So yeah, I mean, everything is, is sort of slotting into place, isn't it? It has over the last six weeks, I would say. We didn't take advantage of it enough those those couple of games where we got those yeah. draws, but we have now. And yeah. that leaves us with, as I keep saying, uh, like a parrot this evening, the destiny is at, in our own hands. And well, this is it. We take, we've we we've take gone control. away, haven't we, this season and performed, you know, We've performed much better this this season away. I feel maybe it's on on feelings rather than actually factual, but it does feel we've we've done much better away. You know, we went to Watford, who obviously have not not been the Watford that everyone thought they would be in the championship this season. But we've you know we've been away. We got we've been we've we've put some really good performances in, haven't we? And yeah. I think the team. Of course, the Borough team that we're playing is very different to the one that we played, but the Coventry team that's playing is is very different. Um, you've got Victor Jokerez up there as nearly top goal scorer. You've got Hamer, arguably the best midfielder in the league. You've got a team that's kept 20 clean sheets. You know, we're not there by, you know, luck, are we? We're there by the fact that we've been quality this season. Got and some key players it's just, coming back. One, one more game, one you know, one more ninety-minute game that we've got to see out. Mm. Yeah, I think it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? From here now, you know, it's in our hands. It we is. Just discussed it for like ten minutes. So this is straightforward. <laughs> no, but I'm just thinking through it. It's like you know, if we get a point, we we're in. If we lose narrowly, we might get away with it and still get in, and people wouldn't probably wouldn't you know be you know because of that. No. And if we get stuff four 0 well, we'd probably say. You know what? We don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think I've got it straight in my head anyway. <laughs> what I don't <laughs> want to happen is that we look back at results during the season. Oh, we've we lost a point here. I mean, I they're gone now, aren't they? Bloody Swansea game. You, you know? can't, the thing is, you can't do that because you can equally go, oh, we got a last minute penalty against West Brom at home, or you can look yeah. at it either way just as easily. Yeah. And we've had yeah. plenty of them, haven't we? 15 yeah. draws says that. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> Last minute equaliser, you know, Ben Wilson's last minute equaliser at Blackburn. You know? I mean, that's that's the turning point, isn't it? As as bad as the Swansea and as bad as the Millwall, you know, fixtures were, to to have a... We, we were terrible against Blackburn, let's be honest. We were not great in the first half. To then come out and put them under enough pressure and get a point, which ultimately, I think, come, you know, we'll look at that and that could be the defining point. On, yeah, does that bleed Monday. the confidence into those two home games where we beat Reading and Birmingham from that goal? You know, we could have gone in there on a downer from a bad performance. So, you know, it's it's all it's all, you know, different things could have happened during the season. We yeah. I suppose we can't look back 
to uh we will but <laughs> yeah of course we will because we're fickle fickle football fans that's what happens but um pinch of salt i would say yeah yeah right let's grab a prediction from this game which will also be your prediction for where we'll finish dave you can go first nil 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 and then what finish sixth yeah mill will win if you want <laughs> um so. i'm not sure mill will win but I thought you said in a pack den. Well, I think I think Blackburn <laughs> will struggle to beat them. But right. yeah, yeah, yeah. let's be honest, they're not, they're not like I know they scored a few against Blackpool, but they're hardly like high flyers, are they, in, in front of goal? But um, yeah, maybe, m- maybe. But I, I think we draw nil nil. Dean, I'm gonna go one one, uh, and I think we'll finish six because Mill will, will beat Blackburn. Yeah. Well. It's going to be an exciting, uh, exciting end to the season, whatever happens. Um, yep, thanks for joining me, chaps. Uh, thanks a lot to our partners, Sky Blue Tavern, for their support as usual. And if you'd like to get involved in the conversation, then all you need to do is use the hashtag SBE Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans